0: Wow. So this is it? Hello, no one uh, listening out there. Wow, that was an awful opening. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Hey.
0: (laughs) This is the wrestling clinic.
1: (laughs) Welcome to all of our loyal, loyal supporters and listeners.
0: Obviously, we're just talking to ourselves. Actually, I'm including my cat in this equation.
1: Hello to Dave's cat. Oh, sorry. Sly Davidoff's cat hello
0: yeah uh actually he's awake he's pretending to sleep but yeah I don't know who he's liking this what up uh cat who I okay cool scratch your neck fine uh, <laughs> okay man so this is the wrestling clinic this is I asked at myself actually we shouldn't an- announce ourselves I uh, you know what
1: uh, yeah sorry, that's you my steam guest today will be the one and only Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll I, I just say this stuff. Uh, I've, I've changed my name, man. Already? Yeah. <laughs> What's I'm a very good person. It's why I can't be trusted in life. Yeah. I mean, I can. Everyone trust me, please. Uh, <laughs> I am Dave Lazarus.
1: Welcome to Dave Lazarus, my esteemed yes. guest for this evening, slash morning, almost. Okay, and I am Grand Sexy Bobby A. <laughs> that's terrible. Wow. That will change each week. I'm sure that will change each week. Um, and what we're here to do, I'll, I'll say what I think we're here to do, but Dave Lazarus might change his mind. We're here to give an honest, open, frank opinion on professional wrestling. Is that correct?
0: a uh, uh, Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Ah, I like that. We, we believe we're the, the KO and Zayn of podcasts. So thank you for the segue there. That was brilliant. Well done.
0: Hey, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> obviously,
0: obviously we're more attractive than, uh, them.
1: Yeah, they're too yeah, cool. Canadian guys. We yeah, we are far more attractive.
0: Far,
1: far <laughs> sexier. And the thing is, we're going to discuss in great detail, Zayn and Owen, because they're part of my discussion tonight. And I'm sure they will be of yours. So I think the best way to do this is we have going to review this week's RAW, which is on the 28th of May. Um, I personally thought this was a good RAW. We'll go into second bits in a minute, but as it's what three weeks away from Monday in the bank now, mm-hmm. um, it seems as if everything's starting to make sense regarding the competitors' storylines, the build, the importance. If to me like a good RAW. What were your original thoughts before we go into it?
0: Well. <sighs> What I'll say is, uh I mean, to me, it was just, it was just there, man. Oh, there bad. Was, okay. <laughs> there was nothing I hated, but f- f- for the past few, goodness knows how long. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is a swearing podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, okay. Ah!
1: Fuck it is now. <laughs>
0: Shit. Fine. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves. Please do uh, fuck yourselves. Okay on Obviously <laughs> well I mean it depends. It's two thousand eighteen, but <laughs> I'm not here to judge, you know. Uh, at, at least out loud. I to me, Raw is just quite missable a lot of the time. And <laughs> I say, say this I say this to someone that watches every bloody segment. You're, uh, right. It's just you, you've got the best arguably the best roster on both shows you've, you've had ever pound for pound, maybe not pound for pound because wrestlers are actually statistically lighter now. But anyway, uh pound for pound, metaphorically speaking, they've got the best roster, but the creators awful. And I routinely find myself watching it, just thinking, what is this? Like, why is this happening? This doesn't make sense. And kind of the more we'll talk, the, the, the more I'll, I'll get into points of things that I don't make, that I think don't make sense. I all in know. all, I, I I thought it was a decent show, but nothing remarkable. And the problem I get when I watch a lot of uh, kind of Raw and SmackDown is I'm just trying to finish it because it's, it's just, just such it's, a long-blown
1: show. Yeah, it, it feels like a chore. Even two hours of SmackDown, it's still very much a chore at the moment, isn't it? I, I get that feeling yeah. as well.
0: I mean, me personally, I think, I think the optimum length for a show is an hour and a half. Yeah. That, that's my opinion.
1: Okay, well, I mean, sadly, with the Fox Network deal, that's never going to happen now with Vince. Um, and you. Let's and make Raw nine hours. hours, nine hours on a professional wrestling. They'll love it. Give them more reigns, more Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, bro. Based on that and Reigns and Raw, let's go into it. Um, so Raw, it was in Richmond, Virginia, as if anyone cares. But I bet you anyway. Hot crowd. thought. <laughs> They're quite into it, particularly Mickey James, who comes out later, because that's our hometown. Um, and we started off with a Braun Strowman promo, which is quite rare, because Braun comes out and he growls a lot. Um, but if you can remember, it was probably we came out. Everyone pretty much put himself over. So there are going to be seven other men in there. But I'm going to be the dominant one. I'm going to get the briefcase, get my name inside. Briefcase has got my name in there and the contract. So I'm the monster in the bank, which got quite a big pop. I thought, I, thought I like that little statement from him there. Uh, the fans kept shouting, get these hands, which I thought was quite cool, without yeah, him even prompting it. Uh, then he mentioned the big words, which were, I'm going to take that title for Brock Lesnar anywhere, anytime, at any place. So, that was a reaction, because anything anti-Brock usually gets a reaction from any hardcore fans in the audience. Uh, what I liked from this was, it was Braun showing that he's not just a monster at the moment, or not just a... Superiorly over like a baby face, It came out of him actually sound confident <laughs> and actually quite calculated on what he's going to do. Um, he also mentioned everyone's name is going to be in the competition, namely the guy he beat last week, Finn Balor, which led to Finn coming out with his awful, awkward grin he always has on his face. But anyway, I'll let, I'll let you discuss that in a minute. Um, uh, mm. and then he and then, um Thing and uh Braun got into it, but before I go into that, what are your thoughts on the delivery of Braun Strowman? And what do you think of how he himself up?
0: Well, I, I first of all, I, I have to say Braun Strowman is one hell of an overachiever. I mean, you ignore the fact that he's like, I don't know, what six seven, six eight, something like that. Yeah, I mean, they say seven foot, which is obviously bullshit. Yeah, but uh, seeing how green he was in the wires to where yeah. he is now.
1: Yeah, okay, the, point.
0: The, the, the guy is commendable. And for someone as obsessed with physiques as Vince, I mean, don't get me wrong, Braun is protected for sure. But he, he could have been the guy by now if 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 Vince didn't choose to feed him to Lesnar for the sake of Reigns, which obviously backfired like every Massive Reigns thing. attempt does. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I, I, the only thing I could think with Braun is that maybe Vince doesn't like his face because for, for someone as menacing as Braun, he does have quite a comical face he's actually someone I, I would recommend wear a mask or have face pain although he's already over now so I guess it doesn't matter, but that's just a personal thing obviously, if you're listening Braun which there's a 100% chance you are because I know you're a big fan uh, <laughs> so please don't hit now. me yeah, I mean you, you got to believe Braun's a fan <laughs> I mean, it, it was a good, strong promo. Braun really has something. And and this is why I give the guy a lot of credit, because he's in not much time. He's really become an overachiever. He's clicked with the crowd. He just has this badass intensity to him. Yeah. and it, it's a Solid promo. And for me, for someone who they've let cool down, because like I said, he could have been the guy last year. He was more devastating last year. They have somewhat neutered him a bit since he's become a baby face, which has irritated me. I understand there are some necessary changes, but yeah, it was it was a strong promo for a strong guy. I don't expect he's going to win because someone of that size... I mean, really, money in the bank is for kind of uh, up-and-coming people, generally heels. You know, someone who's a big monster. Like, w- where's the teasing with that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't, don't see him. Winning. Don't
1: go into it too much. I, I've, I've literally chosen let letter on in our discussion on when we're going to go into the eight people in it. But technically, two we can't reveal yet because they're still on SmackDown. And in our world, it hasn't been shown live yet, right? So we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night on SmackDown, do we though?
0: Yes, yeah. I didn't yeah.
1: finish watching this, this morning. Yes. So the two spots are available, but I'll go through that in a minute. But valid points about um, Braun there. And you're right. For someone who was a green member of the White family, so I'm a long, long way in a very short space of time. Um, let's quickly go over to Finn then. So, Finn inducted Bronze uh, promo with an awkward, grinning face. Uh, got the Bronze face. They had a bit of a, a parquet about their match last week. Bronze face got sort of the words of, uh, You did well for a little guy, which got a reaction from the crowd. Uh, strangely, Finn smiles and nods his head and slaps Bronze in the face, <laughs> which I thought made no sense whatsoever. Uh, Braun grabs uh, Finn by the neck and throws him across the ring, which got a big pop from the crowd. <laughs> okay, there was that's a nice seamless segue into what I'm going to carry on saying right now about Finn Balor and about Bronze Rosen, right? If there was anything in between what we were saying a minute ago and now, was there, Sly Lazarus? Yes, yeah, <laughs> um. So where was I exactly? Oh, yes. So, yeah, Bronn pretty much throws uh, Finn from one part of the ring to the other. Finn rolls off the apron, falls <laughs> up, holding it in the midsection, section, looking at all paints up and stuff. And then Kirk comes out So a great pop, by the way. And it's weird. I think I thought it was odds. I thought would come down to the shell, like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. He got to the top of the... the, the um. Entrance way it's like doing the you suck chart with the audience I thought, okay are you gonna go that, in there and stop them from fighting
0: <laughs> yeah i gotta say the thing the thing with kurt is i think he's he's so grateful to be back in wwe <laughs> that he kind of forgets logical things like it's like dude like the you suck thing has never been good <laughs> what i don't understand about you suck is that it made perfect sense as a heel but before he turned heel they used to chant angle Angle <laughs> And like Dude you turn face again Tell him to chant Angle again But he's still like stuck. And now it just looks silly It's like Alright we get you back For over a year Like you <laughs> It's to... true It should die down by now man. It's going be laughing
1: standing there At the, top the apron Singing along with you Like They're going to kill each other For the bit Cut your you you're official
0: here. You're person. Exactly. <laughs> you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be the authority figure <laughs> who's who's angry that this fracas is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Almost very odd. Nevertheless, we we got what we thought we we're going to see, which is Braun v uh, Finn. Uh, before we get into that, um, I do feel what's, what's really going on with Finn right now. Uh, I want to ask you this because he does seem to come out. Lost clean to Rollins a couple of weeks ago on Raw in a great match for the IC title. Lost clean last week to Braun. He has very little momentum going into running the bank right now. And he keeps coming out and saying, no, he's the guy who never lost the, the, you know, the Universal title. Sorry. Um, he says it pains him to this day. Yeah, he's still smiling all the time randomly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just feel that. I don't know. I, I quite hired him as though you are as well. We're both big fans of his work. And right now, he doesn't look particularly strong coming into a big pay-per-view, which he's going to be quite prominent in.
0: Well, what I will say about Finn is that, you know, obviously, Vince just doesn't like him. You know, ever since he had the injury and lost the title. Yeah. It's just been, I mean, first of all, the guy should turn the hill because not, not, not that he's not over, because he is, and he could have been super over if they haven't treated him like shit for months. You know, he's directionless. He's their promotional tool for the LBGTQ community for Stephanie. Yeah. You know, and it's like very selective, which is, I hate WWE agendas because you know, WrestleMania, battle Club's for everyone. But then when they're in Saudi Arabia, I don't see the rainbow t shirt. Yeah. It's like, yeah. can we have some consistency, please, here, guys? Stop making him a shill uh, for, for your own kind of publicity stunts, you know, because they're messing with his character. He has no steam now. He sh- he, sh- he could be a megastar. Instead, he's kind of just bubbling over. But like, he just needs to turn. They should have kept the club, or the- or the- at least call him the Balor Club, because F- Finn Balor he he needs to go through the darkness now before he can be a face. Because there- there's no reason why he's so happy. Like, first of all, he he never got a rematch despite yep. not losing the title. Exactly. has Rain- got two rematches despite losing. So it's like, okay, there's no logic there. Reigns is the only guy that got rematches. Owens didn't, Goldberg didn't, Balor didn't. You know, like, can we have some cohesion here, please? And yeah, why is he smiling? As a baby, there's nothing cheesier than a smiling baby face. It makes people sick. Yeah, now, normally, yeah,
1: yeah. If
0: he was a goddamn heel, he'd look amazing if he was beating the crap out of people and then dropped a smile, uh, did a smile at the end of the beatdown, or maybe if he did the smile before the beatdown, and then it would become creepy and unsettling. Smiling like a babyface, he looks like a stupid idiot who doesn't have any intensity. He needs to turn, and he's shown signs of coming close to Braun and with Seth before, but he's done as a babyface. They've ruined him. You know, they fed him to Kane, which was a waste of goddamn time. Yeah, He, he needs to turn, he needs to refresh. Get, I mean... Not to hark on about sounding like some kind of smart here, which, well, everyone is really. We pretty much are, yeah. When he was in New Japan, he was money because he was a menacing heel that, that had people to back him up. And he was cool that way. Balor doesn't have any cool now. Balor has this corporate chic that they like to pretend is cool. You know, he, he doesn't have an edge anymore. He, he had an edge in NXT. Obviously, when he got to the main roster, they killed it because Vince doesn't want a lot of the NXT guys to prosper. And Balor's another case of it. I know I'm repeating myself now, but turn him. It's as simple as that. Turn him, give him his goddamn edge back.
1: Okay, fair points, man. Um, well, all I would say, I can see the point of turning him, but I'd like to see him have another run or at least be in a main event match for a title as a baby face again one more time before that turn happens. Maybe he loses that big match and then turns afterwards. But I think, there's, no. I, think there's, I think there's more mileage in him as, as a face still. But um, we'll go we'll come on to another point. So, match starts, and consistent, and edgy, and keep their the, the persona going. KO, Kevin Owens comes out a commentary to add his humorous, intelligent wit to the table with Graves and Coach and with Cole. Uh, personally, I was cracking up during KO's se- segments. Mocking Rude for blankly staring at the, at the screen, watching the match. Saying, "You good? You stay there, Rude. You're safe." Look at the screen, mocking people in the ring. being very, very witty as he always is. I love KO for his great commentary. Do you remember his his, his one liners from commentary, Azurus?
0: He's KO is fantastic. He's he's quick witted. He's funny. He can be serious and intense when necessary. I mean, you know, someone might complain about his physique. Okay, like m- maybe there's an argument to make there. Personally, I I think it's better having body diversity in wrestling. I, on one hand, I agree that you know people should look like athletes, look like they're making effort. On the other hand, I think wrestling should also kind of uh, represent tough to be. You, you, you look at some of the tough... You look at UFC, even though I don't like MMA or care about it, MMA fighters are rarely really shredded and muscular. Yeah, a lot sure. of them are fat. They don't have the greatest abs because they're fighters. And, you know, you look at someone like Samoa Joe, who WWE liked to hark on about being fat. I'd rather fight a lot of chiseled guys than him, you know, because something Vince doesn't get is that, to me, the most important thing is, is being tough. Above looking good. Looking good is, is useful, but looking tough is, is more important to me. Yeah, Feeling the legend. Legend. And you just need to look, KO on the mic, KO in the ring. That's, that's it, you know? Like, if, if you're going to call him fat or whatever, then, I mean, maybe I'm, t- I'm sidetracking here, but if you're going to call him that, like, just look at his ability. The guy can move, like, someone half his size. That's
1: what I was going to say. For someone I mean, who's a larger physique, he's a really good, quick I mean, the, the sentence that he does are lovely to watch for a big guy. He's so agile. But I mean, he did, he used to be able to do uh, a shoot as our press at one point in his career. I've seen him do it on the independent scene. So, yeah. That was, he he, loves he,
0: people, he reminds me a lot of Jean Pierre Lafitte, if you remember him.
1: Not really. I'm always showing my knowledge here, Dave. Go on.
0: Well, he was—he was, he was uh, again a slightly more rotund guy. He had a terrible feud. He—he's—you he, he probably he, basically he was originally a Quebecer with the Mountie. He okay. was in the Quebec. and then he turned—I don't know—a darker hill, became like a pirate, John Pierre Lafitte, and he had a good feud with Bret Hart based in idiocy because the feud was actually over Bret Hart's jacket. Uh, so if you ignore <laughs> how stupid the end was, and just look at basically he was—he was agile. For, for, for a larger guy, I've guessed,
1: and they're French Canadian, right?
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Okay,
0: cool, because so, you know, it's I want diversity, I don't want everyone to look the same, it's boring. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> say it's special wrestling, not bodybuilding, so yeah, exactly.
0: The, the only reason this is even a thing is because of Vince's fetish. Before Vince came along, there was more body diversity, and it's good because you look at you look in the street like. Some of the toughest people. You, know, you look at any kind of celebrity who has a minder. Most of them are just big, fat, tall lumps. They're not. They're not <laughs> it's it, true. <laughs> it's usually like some six foot ten guy that no one can fucking move. You know. But but anyway, uh, please go on.
1: It was all right. Good, good points raised by Ko. I oh, why well, we love him so much. Um, so just to kind of sum up, I mean, I think Braun and um, And think had quite a good match, similar to what we saw last week between two of them. Some good spots. In Between, I love the coupe de gras that um Finn hit on the back of Braun before going up to, to, up to the apron again and then going on to the t- top rope to hit the second coupe de gras. But before he can, KO who we love runs down to the ring, pushes him off, interferes in the match. I thought it was a good idea and sensible to make this um a no contest finish because neither Braun or really Finn needed the win going into <laughs> it next week. Keeps both relatively fresh going into uh, Money the Bank three weeks away. Oh, yeah,
0: I'd after... say neither needed the win and neither needed the loss exactly, either.
1: Exactly, thank it's you. Also, top of that, KO gets evolved. He's also going to be in Money the Bank. So it's another guy who's uh, feuding within the feud, which goes into a big pay per view. So all wins for me. Um, so what happens after that is that it goes to uh, a backstage segment, if you remember, with um, KO pretty much running out of the arena because. Bronze through a ladder from the ring to the outside area, which almost hit him, and then, which was uh, yeah, really good.
0: <laughs> team and then and
1: was coach. Yeah, uh, and quite a funny thing about actually, if you remember it, uh, <laughs> Kurt catches um, KO talking to the valet, and he knocks some money out of the valet's hand, and he's about to grab it himself. Uh, before the valet gets his car, then Kurt stops him and says, You to come back and basically have a match with Bobby Roode, so the guy he, you laugh at that. Looking at the screen blankly. So that sets up Rude and Owens, which shouldn't have, should have been a good match later on yeah. that raw. Um, they, they then cut from there to Elias, who I know we're both fans of. Um, I've got to say, Elias, every live um, event, any uh, raw, he always has the, the crowd, the palm of his hands. This one's quite funny because he has like, multiple technical difficulties, doesn't he? Getting the, the concert at the start. But each time he says a witty line to get the crowd back in again and the hook. It goes off for a bit longer than you maybe would have liked it to. Um, also, they, they keep saying, What with Elias? I'm about to start. And then something goes wrong and you can't start. They ask someone for help. And then all this leads to eventually um, he back to play. And then Rollins comes out. Usually, <laughs> so it gets booed with the interviewer Elias. But Rollins is probably the most over guy company right now. It's quite well, second,
0: before you go on with that, yeah. I love what Elias did. I mean, he's just money. He's money. Like, unfortunately, in the ring, he's, he's like, average at best. He's still kind of uh, green. Yeah. He's, he's a main event mic worker. And the line he said about the crowd being too ugly to have the light on was just genius.
1: Brilliant. His
0: confidence is, is main event level. He's got it.
1: <laughs> that sure even- <laughs> Yeah, I think even made a fair point there. If, I, if I'm being honest... Um... He maybe got called up from NXT too soon, but I always said that he was someone who was made for more of a live audience because of he
0: He's one of the. He's like literally one of two people who's actually done better on the main roster than NXT. He
1: he's <laughs> he's everyone,
0: like, only once. Sorry. He, he he and Alexa Bliss are the only people oh, that have done yeah. better. on NXT. That's
1: a good call, actually. Yeah, Bliss was well with sparkles and everything else (laughs) actually that she was what Murphy and the manager yeah (laughs) fair point good call actually Uh, so let's tie that up Rollins comes out asks Elias to leave throws his chair out the ring surprisingly Elias willingly agrees to leave I wonder if he leaves something else maybe further down the line who knows anyway Elias leaves the ring and then we get Rollins versus your favourite person Ginda Mahal
0: Yes, the uh, the people's <laughs> choice. The
1: people's choice. Maharaja. Uh, the,
0: the most improved physique to least improved ring technician.
1: Doesn't matter. He's great. He's Indian. We'll get him over in India. The billions out there will love him. We haven't got like, have a guy, Tiger Singh or the Great Cardi anymore. <laughs> just uh, I'm looking for Lazarus, <laughs> by the way, Lazarus. I've read here, even Rollins got a good match out of Jinder. Would you agree with that?
0: Uh, well, I'd say he got as good a match as he could. But yeah. by the way, uh, it would seem that we have a fifteen-minute window of these. Oh
1: right. So just just make sure you're aware, folks. We we might cut out and start again fairly soon. Anchor's a bit of a bitch. Well done, Dave. Thank you for that. Shall we? Shall <laughs> we what? Let's save it now and restart. Yeah.
0: Uh, sure.
1: Okay, cool. Thank you. Speak to you folks. Okay. We're back with the rest of the clinic. Hello?
0: yeah, yeah. You were saying about (laughs) Jinder and Rollins.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Technical issues here, folks. Um, yeah, so man, so Jinder, even though we both laughing at the fact that Mahal's awful in the ring, I actually quite enjoyed this match between he and Rollins. Uh, the snill uh, interaction, part of him coming in interfering. Yeah, kind of ruined the flow of the match, but it helped Rollins because he was typically, as a babyface, overcome all the obstacles. Um, hit a few spots on Singh, but didn't get disqualified either, which I thought was unusual. But anyway, the match goes on. And then finally, it gets too much for poor Seth. And he attacks um, uh, Jinder with a chair, which to the end of the match. Dave, your
0: thoughts on the match, please, and the <sighs> Well, it's as, as good a match as Jinder can have because he's not a good wrestler. <laughs> uh, watching it, it was just—you know—I I still got into it because there are moments where you thought, hmm, "Could Seth lose it?" Even though he really shouldn't lose. Quite frankly, in my opinion, until he fights Brock Lesnar and wins, but that's yeah. just—that's just my two cents. Yeah,
1: that's definitely a, I think a popular choice amongst most of the. Pressure
0: universe, he's 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 fucking red hot man. He's he's got more over than the push he's been given. You know, he Rollins is so frustrating because the second I saw Rollins uh, start in NXT, I mean, I knew a bit about him as Tyler Black. I was like, this this guy is just a huge. Is going to be a huge baby face. He was a huge baby face in NXT. And then I saw him as I saw him. He, he was going to be a breakout baby face from the Shield. I mean, the funny thing is, when the when the Shield was splitting up, I said to myself, the one person who shouldn't turn heel should be Rollins. You know, the because because Ambrose, I didn't expect him to be an over anti-authority babyface, even though they fucking cut his balls off. But, you know, I always knew he could be a maniacal heel from his John Moxley days. Reigns, I thought, was the genius, you know, turn this guy heel thing. But they turned Rollins heel. And I feel, I feel like they did it to swerve people, you know. And I remember when he had his injury and he came back, he was red hot, could have been the face of the company, even though I don't want a face of the company, You should have many faces. But then they killed it again. And... You know, then he lost momentum, he turned babyface, he didn't really have the impetus, the reason why. But after that gauntlet match a few months ago, he's been on fire. Yeah. Been on fire. Yeah.
1: Which is fair, you, you got to give... Sorry to You've got to give credit. Like, they, they should have messed him up in the first place. But at least they gave him, what, half an hour? Stuff, which organically then started uh, the momentum behind him. So he did something <laughs> to get him going again.
0: Well, that's that's all we needed because he's a great wrestler, and you know anyway, blah blah. Let's uh, let's move on.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, Night for Rollins is what he's in. So Rollins fights off uh, Singh and Mahal. They run to uh, to the back. He celebrates with the belt, climbs on top of the commentator area, celebrates, taps pop loudly for him. Music hits. Everyone thinks that's it. They will go to a break. Uh uh uh. Remember we said that before, it was a bit weird the way that Alliance left the ring so calmly. Well came back The hit Rollins were really stiff um cheer sorry, guitar shot. I would say almost Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett esque in its in its precision. It was a really good shot actually. Uh, the sound was beautiful if you back to it. And then Rollins sold it beautifully by falling off pretty much the table. Uh and dropping into like the area below. So that was a really good moment, I thought. And Dave before I ask you anything else, I think we're finally going to see the end of this random now, the IC title by um, Rollins. I think, but hopefully, I really hope we will see now the beginning of the uh, rollins Elias
0: program. But yeah, over to you. Well, I think it definitely points in that direction. Well, one thing I will say is it was a great shot. It was it it, it was a partially good sell. And I'm saying partially <laughs> good. Right, Okay. For a reason. I mean, the initial sell was fantastic. Rollins just felt limp. It was. I bought into it completely. What I didn't like and what I'm sick of in wrestling is this whole fucking stupid "I'm so brave, nothing can knock me out" thing that Vince has just put into people's heads. Why can't Rollins be out cold? Why does he have to sit up? I'm sick of this. This is the only wrestling is the only bloody thing that where people are, are, are too stupid to know when they're too injured to fight. When, when they're too stubborn to take a stretcher, any other sport, be it contact, uh, be it, be it a fucking kicking a ball around, when someone's injured, they take the injury seriously, and they do what they're told. In wrestling, it's like, no, I don't want to be willed, I don't want to be carried out, I want to walk out, even though that risks more injury. It's stupid. Like, I, I'm so sick of seeing people just not sell the injury properly, because like I said, the initial sell was great, but I just, I really want to see wrestlers stop doing the I'm too tough thing because that stops making it being realistic.
1: Yeah, valid point. I think on this occasion you're right, they definitely should have sold it because it makes the chair shot seem more venomous. Also, it makes the retribution angle far better with him if he got knocked out cold. But um, unfortunately, I think you know the answer, it's it's to make the baby face look strong and they leave on their own, on their medical support. And it looks so tough. That that's the reason why. I think mean, we both know that. Um, right, so switching gears slightly to more the women's division. Next segment, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is my favourite segment for the whole entire night. And it's the an Nia jack exhibition as well, I've put it down as on my notes here. <laughs> so Jack's who is a baby face, may I add. A likable, anti-bully babyface. Overcome body shame in the last couple of months to become the leader and the face. We hate, hate words of the women's division, right?
0: That, that, that lasted out. long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she came out and faced a local jobber who was supposed to be a judo expert with a mic and proceeded to then talk through the match whilst Ronda Rousey was a commentary about how none of these moves actually worked at the arm bar and all the other moves. She then battered the local jobber and got <laughs> the referee from the uh, from calling off the match after doing that she then called Rousey pretty much to the ring and got Rousey's face now I, I just said literally about a minute ago that we like this yeah I've just formed it so I've formed it because of and you mentioned earlier consistency so Nia Jax is a popular face at the moment because she's overcome hate and vitriol from other women within the company who've mocked her for her size because she's a larger woman However, in this whole scenario here, she's bullying a smaller person, which is bigger than them. So I don't quite get that. However, why I liked it, and I think you would maybe agree with this. I don't know. I think you might do. Should on WWE universe audience watching now who aren't that high and rousy, and she's maybe got a sense of entitlement right now because of what she's done in the MMA field. And what I love yeah. about this segment is that pretty much. Jack's laughed at Rousey and said, oh, you're going to do that angry face thing that you do now and get in my face, make me feel re-intimidated. Well, I'm not. I think it's quite cute. And she laughed and walked off. And I was cheering her and when I watched it. I thought, that's absolutely brilliant. I don't dislike like Rousey. I just think she falls down our throats a little bit. And it's good to see someone adapt up to her and not fall for the pretend because she's a tough woman in another field. I've never got a bad dancer and be intimidated by her. But I don't get why is now the ultra babyface and Jackson now the heel. But anyway, what are your thoughts on the segment, Dave?
0: Well, uh, I didn't like it. Uh, okay. I, I can tell you for a few reasons. Um... I mean, the whole women's title situation on Raw has just been so fucking stupid. Like, f- first of all, I hated the bullying angle because it- it's cliche and it's contrived. Like, a bullying angle done well is Bailey and not not Bailey. Fucking, it's funny because they both remind me of Bailey in some ways. Shayna Baszler, who reminds oh. me of like Bailey, uh, kind of less attractive, uh, like prisoner older sister. Who's maybe been in gangs and what's her name, Dakota Kai? Because because that angle is about someone intimidated of someone. It's not body shaming, which I I don't want to hear anymore. Because WWE are hypocrites. It's like okay, Nia Jax is a face because she's body shamed, but Kevin Owens is fat, Samoa Joe is fat. Like why is that okay? You know it, you can't you can't change yeah, the goalposts want yeah, to. And uh, I hated the forced face turn of Nia Jax because. I, I like a turn when it's organic and people want it. I mean, first of all, the way she turned was silly the, because she turned because the camera was still on uh, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. It's like, but why was the sound still on? Why was this? And, and why was there a live feed to the Titan Tron? Yeah, the, it was these Things random. weren't explained. You know, so she was forced into being a baby face. I didn't buy it because her work rate has never been up there. I mean, before she had a title match, I think she won one match in in a few months, as far as I know. Uh, She's not a great wrestler, and it's funny that she was going on about, hey, Ronda Rousey, professional MMA fighter, you won't put the lock on me, even though I've already tapped out to an Oscar lock. Okay, fine, you know, nice continuity. (laughs) On one hand, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, I mean, first of all, this shouldn't have happened anyway. I'm assuming Natty might win Money in the Bank and cashing on Rousey or something. Something like that. Because there's no way in hell Rousey should be getting a title shot. She's a special attraction. I heard they did this match because they they wanted a bigger draw because Lesnar won't be there. Why isn't Lesnar there? Because you don't want to pay money because you want to feed him to reigns. Blah, blah, blah. Tedious. They didn't need to put this match on. They didn't need to put Rousey in it. The Money in the Bank sells itself for the two matches they are. Exactly. So this match was forced in. I hated the build to it because they were like three giggling schoolgirls having fun, laughing about it. But there was no heat, no seriousness. I mean, on one hand, I do respect the fact Jax was saying, you know, this isn't your world because it's the same way people are treating punk in the UFC. And it should be that way. That, hey, you might have done what you're doing, but you're not there anymore. You're in my world now. But to me, Jax is incredible. She shouldn't have been a champion. It was a stupid W another WWE agenda, uh, you know, to kind of f- f- uh, push their anti bullying thing, even though the- they're the boogers. Uh, biggest bullies you can find. And the crowd didn't buy into it. They rejected it. And now, for no reason, she's turned hill. So, what is this also proved? This proved that Alexa Bliss was correct. She called Nia Jax a bully the whole time. And what has <laughs> Nia Jax done? What's, what's she done the second she stopped fighting Alexa Bliss? She's proved she's a bully. And what happened when Nia Jax fought Alexa Bliss? They fought one on one. The small, tiny fucking hill fought the massive baby face. This was the one time Mickey James should have got involved, but she didn't. So now we've got Nia Jax, and it's funny as well that Nia Jax can turn heel within the space of a few weeks, and failed babyface Roman Reigns can't turn heel in years of being hated. You know, just pointing out a bit of a double standard there.
1: Are they both related as well, Jax and Reigns? Are they? I'm pretty sure they
0: are. Uh, well, yeah, they're, 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 they are related. I mean, one thing I will point out is that uh, the Rock and Roman Reigns aren't actually genetically, uh, genetically, same thing, biologically related. It's yeah. actually just through uh, them saying they are. They're not of the same Samoan bloodline, but oh, they, right. they are. Although Jax, as far as I know, is The Rock's biological cousin.
1: Okay, cool. Thank you for that little tidbit there. Um, did you not enjoy um, Jacks mocking Rousey because he's very one dimensional? Basically, pointing that out.
0: No, yeah, I did. I mean, and to be honest, like, Rousey's weird. She's only good when she's doing the intense thing because her charisma is lacking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she, for, oh, she needs a fucking... She needs to be heel and she needs a mouthpiece. And they should have given her Paul Heyman or someone else. I mean, we need more managers in wrestling. Not everyone's a talker, but is people that really? have skill sets you can you can have money charisma but you can't talk for shit and when you like i mean Rousey, rousey's not a talker she to me she's proven this already you know she's kind of awkward and also i forgot to say i hated Jax's line about the whole humorous thing because it was such a fake ass laugh and it wasn't it wasn't a because f- it wasn't like a fake laugh where you're trying to make it fake to me it was just like a fake laugh because she's pretending to laugh but it wasn't working
1: Okay. Uh, they're picking up there but alright
0: <laughs> well you know it wasn't a good laugh and it was a goofy line what the fuck was she laughing at we get so much of this stupid comedy in WWE where things aren't funny and people really laugh like they are
1: yeah Dave we're going to come to a segment break in a moment so we'll wrap up um, Rousey and Jack Stair, and we'll come back we'll talk a little bit about the Tanker Division because we had the Leader of Worlds and the Ascension right yes cool Back. We are back. Um, so we finish off with Rousey and Jax, which is a weird segment that I loved. They weren't so keen on. Um, let's look a bit at the tag team division now because we've got the tag team champs, leader of worlds, aka uh, Matt Hardy, and. AKA Ryan. worst
0: entrance in wrestling.
1: <laughs> Worse, as in no longer good, like it wasn't TNA worst, you mean? It's you just know?
0: fucking. The entrance is awful. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Right. Br- Bray Wyatt has been brainwashed to being friends with Matt Hardy. So fucking either let him come out with his music or give them a new song. But I mean, I'm a musician. I could make fucking songs for these people in a few hours. And the, the fact that WWE are so useless at their job, the best idea they have is to cut the music halfway through. It's like but they do it
1: that's what all they do with the bar and I
0: know. It's with stupid. And, and this is the worst it's ever been. <laughs> because the flow it's like you've got this intense kind of power metal intro with matt hardy and then a complete vibe change with bray wyatt having like one of the slowest chill songs you've got and then picking it up again it's like motherfuckers Either give them matt hardy's music give them their own song or fucking stop
1: okay strong words from the musician there that going to music for the leader of the world is that is that their
0: official name? That's what we kind of coined them in the, the smart. Well, world? something WWE lazy at. You know, I'm. Hey WWE, can we please stop having teams called name plus name? You know, yeah. the B team are called the B team. I mean, the the bar called themselves the bar for like it seemed like a year before WWE. <laughs> finally decided yeah let's call them the bar uh, not <laughs> cesaro. it's like who, who is paying you creative people to come up with these exactly. ideas <laughs> i i could i could name a team within seconds you know it's not hard you name teams you name moves you give someone music but they're so fucking lazy and if you don't give a team a name they don't feel like a team the,
1: yeah, they're yeah that's put together which cesaro shameless wear so they officially came the bar so yeah
0: Focus. I mean, it did, did their work for them. It's like, hey guys, we're the bar. Okay, we got it. Sheamus and Cesaro. <laughs> but anyway, Carry on. But
1: it's, been, it's been like the Breezango and the Fashion Police, but are they the Fashion Police or the Breezango or the Fabrango or the Breeze?
0: Personally, I think uh, someone <laughs> uh, said they. Well, did you say Febreze? Yeah, well, no,
1: but you, that's a great name for them, by the way. But it is, it is
0: a great name. It does risk a lawsuit, though. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, so,
0: I, I, I think the Fashion is better.
1: <laughs> so Delito Wells versus The Ascension man all over here my notes are the Royal Town D Division seems suddenly very very weak which I think we'll see a little bit later in the b Team segment but I'll come to that later
0: it's just all, the of it, all of all it all
1: yeah over right here is all eyes on Dolph and Drew that's what I've got to say really on this match it was okay for a, a tag team match very solid very solid I guess in regards to a normal TV tag team match but man, yeah, the leader of worlds needs some sort of competition to make that belt relevant again. Any team I can look at and say, yeah, they're good and compete with them will be true, Drew and Dolph. Your thoughts on the leader of worlds and the Ascension, if any, so? Uh,
0: well, I mean, the leader of worlds, they've lost a lot of steam. I, I wanted it to happen. I think because it's, it's it doesn't seem to be clicking. I mean, I, I like the fact they've got their own finisher now, which yeah, is yeah,
1: finally after messing, messing around,
0: it's not clicking. It's just two guys who are failing, and it's not because of them. It's again because of creative. Bray Bray Wyatt was an incredibly money heel, uh, who, who who I think has a potential to be a character. But ba- I mean, he's technically a babyface now, but he's not really doing much. I mean. Fucking Matt Hardy was a revelation in TNA. He, I wasn't even a huge fan, but he was still entertaining. Like these guys should be having different crazy on-location segments all of the time. Except they don't do that. They don't do any of it. Matt Hardy lost so much of what he, he was before. He used to have segments, he used to have this cast of people, and but the second Vince gets him, well, what does he do? Well, goddammit, he says to lead and he, and he's walking. It's like I, I Vince just hits you over the head the most simplistic things. So, basically, I'm tired of the team because they haven't evolved. You know, they've made changes, but they're not doing anything. And you've got these two incredible kind of palettes where they could surely be doing so much. I mean, where the fuck are vignettes in wrestling? Like, you, you get a little bit of backstage things, but where, where are people going on location? Why aren't they going around different cities, meeting people, interacting? We used to get these things all of the time. And now we'd be lucky lucky to get a fucking backstage segment, you know? All it's the, just... It's, all it's all the camera phones like. now,
1: by the way. Notice that.
0: <laughs> Again?
1: All the, all the camera phones now as well. Like, selfie mode is weird. Oh, my
0: God. Vince is just like a child that discovers a new toy. It's like, one week, okay, goddammit, have you seen these selfie things? Yes, Vince. They've been around for about 10 years. God, did you know that you could put text on a screen when someone talks? <laughs> now I, Everyone does that. Everyone. <laughs> he's, he's such a transparent simpleton when he when he discovers something, honestly. But uh, yeah, I forgot the questions to carry on.
1: Um, is it worth reviewing the tag team match? Was I just say it was one no jobbers? And that's it. Yes.
0: Cool. Just move on. Okay.
1: We then moved on to a backstage segment with the B team, who I love, and Kurt. Um, Kurt playing to them that they go their way up to the tag team uh, roster. He uh, thinks that they're going to do that by earning their way, but the b team see it more of a carrying favour way and suggest having a Memorial Day bash such barbecue. I won't go into too much detail, Avidan. It was funny. It was silly. Axel and uh, Dallas are very good together. The two goofballs that are doing the old-fashioned way of we're not that over. We're given crap to deal with. We're going to say that crap is something quite fun and entertaining and see what happens next. So I'll leave that bit there. Anything else you want to add to the, the
0: BT Kurt segment? Well, I think I think they're very entertaining. I like them both. I think both guys have been incredibly underused. Bo Dallas could have been a huge mid-card heel. Uh, maybe even more. He was a revelation in the next team once they turned him yeah. heel. Yeah, great. To they champion. To the he, he was gaining steam, but they jobbed him out to R-Truth in a month and then they killed him after that. Uh Axel. I mean, he's he, he's his charisma has been lacking for years. It's got really good recently, but it was. I mean, he was fed to Triple H in a stupid angle, and he was, and then he was made a Heyman guy. Dead from there, they didn't care. But these two are really good together. I really enjoyed them. One thing I will say is that uh, you can you can really just see how. Terrible the tag team division is that all of these fucking credible teams and Titus O'Neil is <laughs> they're just jokes they're jobbers yeah, yeah yeah they were a huge fucking deal in NXT yeah they I were that. the revival they've been killed the B team admit like the point I'm making is uh, why why do we keep on getting this whole rehashed thing of a comedy underdog team I mean the B team. They're basically Slater and Rhino. You know, they're basically Brizongo. All of these teams are the same. And there's no credibility in tag team wrestling. And it's not because tag team wrestling is bad, because you see how good it can be in NXT. It's because Vince doesn't know what to do because he doesn't care. So, yeah, on one hand, I do find it compelling. On the other hand, it's the same old shit over and over again. We're just getting forgotten about teams where a lot of talented guys just look like a bunch of fucking comedy jobbers. So that's my problem with yeah, it.
1: Yeah, we haven't even t- talked about the Memorial Day barbecue <laughs> yet, which encapsulates everything you said into basically a really bad segment, I thought personally. They beat you up to that point, was I think they are, but yeah. It was like a up a curve and then that segment was like, Oh no. But anyway, um, after the segment Kurt and the B T we got KO and Rude. I read here in my notes, this could have been an NXT title match in a different world, it's both of the obviously former NXT champions. Uh, solid match, once again, a bit too formulaic in my in my opinion, um, similar spots that we usually see with Ru, the, the blockbuster and the sense from KO, nothing particularly unique, but I've also written here, it's a TV match, right, and it's 15 minutes long maximum, they have got to go through the motion and get the job done, uh, I was really pleased that KO got the win, that's because I think he's kind of been bounced around a lot recently, literally, in results of <laughs> being beaten by Braun and just being in awful segments and just may look like a job but I felt the way they interfered in the match between um, Balor and Braun and then winning this one afterwards, he looked strong I felt for once on Raw. Um, Before I say what happened afterwards with Braun coming in, do you have any thoughts on Kaira and Rude in their match?
0: Uh, It was a decent match that I didn't really care about because Man, Bobby Roode is just—he's nothing right now. And again, I'm not blaming Bobby Roode because he was money in NXT. He was a fantastic heel. I—I he, I liked him a lot in TNA, but he's—he's—he's he's, he's a fucking shell right now. I mean, first of all, why is he babyface? Oh, I get it. Well, because his music's over and he says glorious. That's Bobby Roode's character now. He has no—he has no dimension to himself. He's a smiling, pandering goofball that says glorious, you know? And he's suffering as a result. He has no momentum, no steam. Whereas he sh- he's a main event hill. He could at least be a mid-card hill, you know? But instead, he's just a middling, fucking going nowhere babyface that was made to look like an idiot at the end of this match. So, yeah, it was a decent match, but I'm just kind of seeing one guy... Not being used very well, fighting another guy being used appallingly.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, the whole glorious thing. I I, I I never got it, Xy either, because I'm I'm very much a, a rude guy from TNA, as in paid to be rude. And the, the rich guy who was a snob that's the rude <laughs> I loved. Uh, the moment he got his entrance, oh, he came a bit too much of a gimmick. But anyway, um, Braun comes in at the end of the match, pretty much beats hell out of rude, and roars and walks out. So even though we both praised Braun earlier, I didn't think it, it's heat with with KO because what happened earlier, but once Braun was come in and beat people up like quite muppets it, once in a while, I thought it was a bit silly.
0: Yeah, I mean the running over Kevin Owens thing is entertaining, but it 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 doesn't. I mean you know it doesn't make the other guys look very yeah, good. That's
1: my point as well.
0: It's, it's, it's just kind of tough. I mean, this is what you get when you've got a monster. You kind of sacrifice other people. But Rude did... I mean, Owens I can understand more because he's a, at least a heel and there's been some almost comedic continuity yeah. with the pushing. over. But Rude, what was the point of that? He just looked like a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cole said the commentary, every bad for himself, it made makes sense because of Rude and um, KO and brought all in the Money in the Bank match. But, like I said, rude, rude, as he said earlier, the nobby dog smiling and cheering and then gets beaten up. So, yeah. Not great in my opinion, but hey. Um, <laughs> next bit was probably one of my low points of the of the actual show, in a sense of they're this, this salvaging as best they can a car crash off from last week. I'm so upset we didn't get a chance to review um, Bobby Lashley's sisters and the Zane segment. We won't go into it now because we haven't got enough time. <laughs> it's good how bad that was. But we got a segment with Zayn coming out. Pretty much introduced himself as Sami Zayn. What happened last week? Apologising, not really apologising, saying that he's not really fair that he's been criticised after last week. To give you some context for people listening, right? Um Sami Zayn got three men dressed as women to pretend to be Bob and sisters. What?
0: Whoa, whoa, what?
1: I, don't
0: know. I don't know, I I I just assumed that his he had some ropey sisters. Yeah.
1: So what? What I could see from the segment is that it was Zane's way coming out doing what does best we just be funny on the mic and entertaining um, but kind of then saying that he apologizes as she comes out, interrupts him, gets a, no real reaction. gets a cheap pop for using the whole military link for his career oh, uh gets a bill pop for that, shakes hands with um with, with Zayn. That's the old school, I'm a baby face, but I'm going to do something a bit nasty and hold his hand really tight, the handshake, and then squeeze his hand. Zane sells it really well. Then they look at each other, and oh, with Grace, in my opinion, sorry, Lazarus, is that we'll get a match between these two at Money in the Bank, which I think might be quite good because they're both very good in the ring. But the whole segment was garbage, in my personal
0: opinion. Your thought? Well, yeah. Sami Zane, thankfully is money. He's one of my favorite Hills because he's so compelling, interesting and unique. He's one of the few guys who's turned, who isn't just overly dastardly or serious. Oh,
1: I know. I know. I love that. I love that. So
0: much. It's great. He's a sarcastic neurotic asshole who has great, just prick delivery. He's, he's fantastic. I mean, how many times have we seen someone turn Hill and it's like, okay, they have no humor anymore. That we'll, like, save,
1: we'll, we'll carry this on in, in, in between our break.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: So, Dave, you make some really good points there about why you believe Sami Zayn's a compelling character.
0: Yeah, he's compelling because he's, he's really unique. He's got this wonderful spin on being a heel that isn't maniacal, isn't uh, uh, serious and dry and boring that loses his traits. He's just... Like a really annoying guy. Who I mean, the thing I love about him the most is his snarky comments when he says something really scathing in a casual way. Like I remember when he said that Kurt forgot about Jason Jordan uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, and that was just great. I mean, quite frankly, if it wasn't for Sami Zayn, there'd be these segments would be completely irredeemable because Bobby Lashley. My God, turn this man heel. He has no charisma.
1: But, 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 a, a, by the way, he was everyone heel by the way.
0: I want to turn people heel that need to turn heel. How dare you accuse me? <laughs> Do you think he's working as a babyface?
1: I think he can be. I can. I think he can be salvaged. If they do a couple of things, but I'll let you go first and I'll give you my point.
0: Yeah, all, all we need is a fucking time machine and a month and a month in the counter.
1: Pretty, pretty much, but yeah, but go on, what do you say about him potentially being a
0: hill? Well, first of all, he he's never worked as a babyface. He was an awful babyface in WWE. He was an awful babyface in TNA. When he turned heel in TNA, however, and MVP was his mouthpiece, Bobby Lashley was the best he'd ever been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was a
0: top. He was a top name on the show, and he worked. Vince has done again done that stupid thing where he thinks because he likes someone, other people will. Oh, I oh, thought, geez, I like Bobby Lashley. He's jacked. He looks great. He's a baby face. No, he's not Vince. No one's cheering for him. Uh, you know, and they've not done the guy favors. First of all, please ditch that stupid ele- uh, elevated suplex because he can he can apparently only do it on really small people. <laughs>
1: I was so big of the botch on, on Big Cass, are great, are the great. He almost
0: killed him with a brain no, bust.
1: He always paralyzed the poor man. That was really scary, man.
0: If you can't do the move, don't do it. Simple as that. Uh, although, someone did point out that a great name for that would be the Vertigo Suplex, which is a genius.
1: <laughs> name. Yeah, I like
0: that. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's not clicking because what's what's there to like about him? He's an idiot that comes out smiling, slapping hands. In his, in his big chance to make himself in a promo, instead of saying why he's here, why he's bad, why he's tough, what he's been doing, all he fucking did was creepily talk about his three sisters no one gives a shit about, and how basically they kind of abused him as a child, tying him to a tree for hours and beating him up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's totally normal. Uh, it was just really fucking abnormal. It's, it's one of the worst like, yeah. things. I actually thought that was worse the segment with with the three drag queens because as terrible as that segment was i expected that so i i i I wasn't surprised when i saw how terrible the segment was like before i saw the segment with sammy and bobby's uh quote unquote sisters the the only surprise element i had is are they going to be are they going to be little people are they going to be uh, really ugly women or are they going to be men in drag? That was the only question I had <laughs> because we knew it was going to be shit. That was obvious because WWE loves doing these awful fucking shitty segments. The only Vince finds funny, AKA this is your life, Bailey. aka yeah. That baller segment with the Miz and those irritating basketball people last year. So we knew this would be trash and it was trash. Uh, but yeah, and, like, what is there to like about Bobby? You, you've got Sami Zayn, who's a very compelling, very interesting heel, that's salvaging in a terrible angle, and then you've got this vanilla fucking face with nothing to like about, the f- apart from the fact he's Jack. Bobby Lashley's done nothing to be liked. He's only had tag matches. He's not said why he's here. He's not said what he does. There's nothing to like about the guy. So, obviously, the segment's trash, but I don't fault Zayn. Zayn is still entertaining. But Bobby needs to turn. Because he's not going to get the support of the crowd. The, the best he could do was do the cheap pop about supporting the troops, which the Americans love to talk about. That was the only thing that worked. But he's not going to get over. He's, it's not going to work.
1: I, I, think, I think he can. I, I, this, I just, this, this is what he needs to do. He just needs to stop grinning and goofing around, come in the ring and beat some people clean with some really high, high-hitting moves that look impactful, and look dangerous.
0: And they're going to let him do that, though.
1: Well, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying that I don't think he's completely ruined. He'll be back for two months, man. They've done their best to ruin him, but he's not ruined. He can easily salvage this. But he to always go back to what he was doing before that awful segment with René. And then, and then, once he gets, he gets some big wins over people cleanly, he kept on the mic and say, I'm here for one reason, and that's to the title." And that's it. Some people, some people are interested in him again, and that's it. Well, it's
0: not, it's not a bad idea. I mean, that, that might work, but I, I doubt they'll do it because that's what he should have done in a segment. When, when fucking uh, Zayn was saying these men were his sisters, Lashley should have come out, beat the shit out of all of them and and said, this isn't a joke or some crap. Yeah, Instead, of yeah. slapping hands, talking, because Vince thinks everyone needs to talk all of the time. So yeah this, yeah, this this isn't gonna work. So they're gonna Lashley. have to turn it because they're not gonna do your idea.
1: <laughs> Possibly, but I think and do you I do agree with me on this one? It's same great I think Lashley and Zane, given a reasonable amount of time, will have a good match in the Bank. Do you agree on yeah. that?
0: I I agree to an extent, but I do. I mean, I don't, it's probably not a revelation, but Lashley's gonna get booed out of the building, and Zane's gonna be cheered profusely. Because, because it's, it's Chicago, isn't it? Right. So yeah, <laughs> Chicago. And to be honest, I'd do the same thing because Zayn's entertaining and Lashley's sucking right now. Yeah,
1: cool. So after the same segment with uh, Lashley, we go into quite an interesting match. Actually, uh, it was Drew McIntyre, uh, accompanied by Dolph Ziggler, um, who are hot right now, in my opinion. Two very over guys up against Chad Gable, who I will speak to you in a bit about what I think about Chad, but. Going to the match, it was actually, I thought it was a really good match between both of them. The size of French sure made it difficult for you to make it believable, but I thought Cole Graves and coach did a good job, at Mexican Gables, and I think career as Olympian of the USA team. John? Uh, good... Go Basically, you knew if Drew hit the claim or a big move, it was over. But as long as Cable kept moving and used his technical prowess, he looked to maybe find a way to get the win. Uh, What what are your thoughts on the match before I go into what I think afterwards about both guys?
0: Well, I mean, just just a solid match. And to be honest, I'm sick to death of, oh, he's small. I don't fucking care. The guy was an Olympian, a a trained Olympian wrestler. That overrides him. And Besides the fact he's not that small, what is he, 5'8? He doesn't look – he looks short to me, but I wouldn't consider him a small guy. Okay, Drew McIntyre is like a legit 6'5", probably about 260, two, about 265, I'd assume, without hearing his weight. But, you know, he, he he's great. He looks fantastic. Gable's a – Yeah, so anyway, we're back. Like I was saying about Gable, I'm sick of this whole, old, oh, they're undersized thing. It's like, can we take the person at their level of ability – because if Chad Gable was in fucking MMA or another combat sport they wouldn't even mention his size because they get such a hard on about Conor McGregor and Mayweather even though they're considerably smaller than exactly. the people WWE consider as being small. Gable isn't that small and he's a fantastic wrestler and that's all that should fucking matter. You know, I don't want to hear oh they're small, they're tiny. Fuck off, man. He's a great wrestler. He's a legitimate Olympian. Like can we please get out of Vincent Mann's head? Uh, yes, I, I like the match. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was good because both men are really good wrestlers, and Gable should be getting a fucking push because he could get over as fuck. And quite frankly, Drew McIntyre should be getting a world title shot sooner than later. It's funny because for for about a year and a half, I've been saying, I think. Uh, Dolph Ziggler should team up with Baron Corbin because I think they'd look good together as a big guy and a smaller guy like two dudes of attitudes aka Diesel and Shawn Michaels and it turns out they did it with Drew and Dolph and lo and behold it's working. Dolph is the best he's looked in ages because he's not been treated like a fucking jobber for a long time. Yeah, being stopped started with the push and Drew just oozes money. I mean, again, classic Vince continuity guy was a babyface on the NXT. Suddenly he's angry and raw. Okay, whatever. He's still money and he's still working.
1: Completely well summed up there. I completely agree with everything. Um, what I would say about Chad is I wouldn't mind seeing him come off screen dust for a bit because at the moment I feel he's lost in the shuffle, or even if it's free, either it rules three hours. I don't think he's getting much TV time. Of, you know oh,
0: you, he's a jobber to the stars right now, so yeah. for
1: sure. I might take him off screen for a bit and bring him back. More than repackage him, but I they need to, but let's make him come back and seem fresh again. Maybe yeah, just don't
0: it. have him be a guy that just loses yeah. all the time. Exactly. But pretty One good. win he got was against Jinder, which was an upset, you know? So it's bullshit. Which,
1: is, which seems so long a time ago now, because Jinder's moved up to program with Reigns. And that win with Rollins in that time, and then we forgot about that that one Gable win. So, yeah, completely. Uh, but a good win, I think, for, for Drew, in of Heat and Dolph. I mean, they're definitely the only team who are credible enough to get into the ring with Lita Wells and make a good tag team match. So, I hope that will come that at some point in their future. Um, yeah. We we'll finish off then with the women's gauntlet match, which, uh, I mean, when they did it with the men, we, we talked about earlier, didn't we, regarding what they did with Rollins. Uh, I thought this was okay. They gave like Bailey the, the the Rollins role. I would say, as in, she was one that lasted. I think three or four different competitors, pretty much fought off the whole Tyre right squad on their own at one point. Uh, what were your thoughts on the the Gortland match and then the virtual winner, which was uh, Asher Banks? Or in my cold voice.
0: It's bus time. Yeah, love those <laughs> soundbites. <laughs> which... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I mean, God, those. Well, where would we be without Michael Cole reminding us people's gimmick names every 10 <laughs> God damn it, Cole! Say it again! They don't know she's the boss! <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought it was okay. It was undercooked. And, I mean, you know, you go on about the women's revolution, but to me, it's not really happening, because, to me, it's not enough of a revolution to put them in the main event. Give them some credibility. When... when the riot squad women lose in like a minute each or whatever it was. Who's that fucking helping? Good point. That just makes them, that makes them look like, look like fucking losers. If someone can't last in a match for more than a minute, why the fuck are they? Do they have any business great, being in the match?
1: Right. Point. Yeah. I think of that actually. Yeah. That 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 did hurt. Uh, Liv Morgan, massively, but she lost within a minute, so fair point.
0: I mean, but let's be honest, she shouldn't be in a match anyway because she, I mean, she's smoking hot, but she's still really great. Really, yeah. uh, what do, the right squad have nothing in common, they've got they were completely thrown together.
1: I, I've, I've written this in previous um notes when we were preparing for our podcast. Why are they even stable? <laughs> it's, it's really right, in the two munchkins base, isn't
0: it? It's, yeah, like the, they were just. The other side of the coin of fucking—I can't remember what they were called now—pages stable,
1: oh, absolution, uh, baby yeah.
0: girl. Exactly, baby girl. Uh, yeah, it's, they have nothing in common. You, you've got this uh, cute chick, you've got this fake country bumpkin, and you've got this alternative punk chick. And like, don't get, R- Ruby right? I think she's damn good. Yeah, she's, she's
1: really talented. So she's really
0: good at the ring. But, I mean, the Riot Squad's music sucks. I also hate the name, because they changed it, apparently, for legal reasons. Like, hey, idiots, instead of adding a T, so it looks like right how about changing the I for the Y, like you did with Rhino? Wouldn't okay. that help? You know, little things like this, and it's like, I can think of this in a second. Like, You guys have paid how much thousands of dollars? <laughs> you can't think of these things? Yeah, but, you know, all in all, it was okay, but it was undercooked. And the Sasha Bailey angle, like, what the fuck's that? That's died a death. That should have been what the women's title was at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, it was it, it, it just, it just getting hot at that point, wasn't it? I, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to keep that like, going until SummerSlam, because I thought it's just going to be a really long build where they feud and they don't feud and they're back again and they don't feud at SummerSlam. That's it. It was
0: all like a oh, table. I mean, first of all, Alexa Bliss won in the Elimination Chamber, which she shouldn't have. It should have been Bailey. Bailey should have cut the promo, making Sasha jealous, make mean. the next day, Sasha turns on her. Then they fight for the women's title, but and then they had the two break up, and then they had them be friends. And now, who knows what's going on? Yeah. All I know is it's undercooked and it's terrible looking. It was it was okay. That's the best I can say. Yeah. It was. But but I,
1: I think the right person won. You. Before we oh, play yeah. play okay, I'm glad you
0: agree that one. I mean, well, the right person won, but for me, it's like uh you, you should Bailey should still be in it, Ruby Wright should be in it. It's it's not it's not so much the right person won, it's more that some of the wrong people are in the match. Okay, spoiler alert, uh, Lana shouldn't be money in the bank. <laughs> Peyton Wright should be at least one of those two. Yeah. So You've, you've put some weak people in the match. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Speaking of that, I've,
1: we've got a bit of time to run through the two Money Bank actual matches for the men and women. The men's technically is a confirmed yet. Well, I think we'll do a, a spoiler if we can. But we'll go for the women's ones because it is confirmed in regards to Raw. So we've got Banks, Natalia, Charlotte, Amber Moon, Bliss, Becky Lynch, Naomi and Lana. So quite a strong field. You've got like, a lot of former champions in there as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, well, the only thing I can say about Lana is she's over. She's she should just be a manager though.
1: Yeah, due due to obviously English and uh, Rusev, but yeah, she she's in the flurry alone at the moment.
0: She has no ingrim ability. She's she's good to look at. She was a really good manager and got over for that, but yeah, she has no business being in a match.
1: Um, if I had to pick someone for that women's group, by the way, I want to see there. Uh, it's actually a bit, a bit of an Irish theme here because uh, that's what I'm thinking about the men's as well. I would like to see um, Becky win it. I just think she, she won the title what 2016, lost it to Bliss, hasn't really been near it since. Um, has been pretty much a, a, plucky, a plucky loser ever since then.
0: Um, I agree with you. I think I think she's been very under underused. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to see her win though, just because she, unless she turns heel and <laughs> because... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> easy, easy. watch yourself, <laughs> but there's logic behind it. Babyface Money in the Bank winners aren't compelling,
1: but they they, they can still win it in a in a, in a heelish way by just ta- oh they can do it in, in the RVD way, which is I want to wrestle you at this pay per view in this main event that's going to be my title show.
0: Yeah, but that to me is just kind of the waste of the money in the bank because it takes away the surprise element. Like, why not just have someone be the number one contender then?
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, she can wear it in a sneaky way, though, and because she's a babyface, people will like it still because of its shock value. I, I don't think you will get booed for sneak attacking someone and winning the belt.
0: I, I, the, that, to me, still isn't an issue. It's just more of the fact she's holding it as a babyface. Like, when a babyface has it, it takes away a lot of the drama, because it's not just the cash-in, which doesn't always have to be sneaky, but when it's a heel, you've got the constant rubbing it in that I could do at any moment. A baby face doesn't really do that as much. I, I, I
1: think Becky can tease that though. Well, with Kamela, it's, it's natural because a heel baby face. But imagine Asuka with a title, like Mind the Bank, which I don't think would happen. But if it did, <laughs> she could easily tease um, Asuka. It's often, oh, you're quite good there that belt. Will look good to me as well? You know how they'll do it. They'll play off each other, as in they'll be like Kamora like Stars before, like Morris Hilton. They'll be pally but awkward at the same time.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, I, I, yeah, first, I think from that list, other than Charlotte, I think, would win it and actually be entertaining to it would be Moon. She's still quite new. i will help her elevate her quite quickly to be a main eventer. And also, she's our character. that that, that clips come out anywhere in any match. So once again, I think she'd be a shock factor. But what about you? Anyone from that group, other than Becky, do you think you'd like to win it? Well,
0: the only one I can really think of is Natty, and that is kind of just... Uh... Get involved in the Royal Women's Title situation.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Charlotte's sure, sure not gonna win it because why why would she need to? She's already made a yeah. million times. Uh Ember Moon isn't a bad choice, but I just don't see it happening. Uh again, she to me is someone who should just get a title shot eventually because she's really good.
1: Yeah, fair point.
0: Uh Becky Lynch. Uh, I mean, t- you didn't do a bad pitch. I'm not against it. I just kind of don't really see it. Lana, forget about it. I mean, pff, uh, okay, if you want to say I turn, o- I say turn everyone hill, <laughs> there's Turn the face as well. Why is Rusev a hill? Why is English a hill? You know. Yeah. Turn sure. face. Anyway, but that's that's a side note. Uh, yeah, that's the only one I can really... Because no one's really jumping out at me, to be honest. Some
1: of you names can... here. Banks, uh, Naomi, Bliss, the other three we haven't really mentioned, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Naomi's not going to win, because what's the point? I mean, has she already <laughs> won the Women's Battle Royal? And that was worthless. To be honest, I I'd, even though it doesn't make narrative sense, I'd give it to Sasha, and because she, she's been due a turn a long time and this could be what catapults ah,
1: That's actually a really good idea. Actually, if she if she did it won it in a babyface manner but did a alla punk two thousand nine with Hardy and turned that... So yeah, yeah. Zach thank you. More relevant one as well. As a win it and then become the Uber bitch and exactly. a cool version. Yeah, that that could work. Not, yeah, because, you know, yeah, I like that idea. She's,
0: she's not won the big one in a while. And despite being a what three or four time champ, she's never held it for more than a month. Yeah. So her winning and catapulting her to turn, then, you know, that would be compelling because Sasha's a great wrestler and she could do with some momentum. And so, yeah, she's personally the person I'd pick.
1: You could also set up quite easily there the, the Bailey match with her as well for the world title and with ill face as well. So
0: yeah, I mean, I'm... well yeah, I mean, God damn! If you, if you well, they're not going to do it because for some reason they hate Bailey. But if you did give <laughs> Bailey the women's title, then fuck me, Sasha turning on Bailey is would just be money.
1: Yeah. Okay, you you made me you made me understand the logic there. I, I, I like the idea of a Banks heel to whilst becoming. Miss money in the bank, but I'm still going for Charlotte. Sorry, not Charlotte definitely not Charlotte. I'm still going for Becky first because I think she needs it more than the Shasha does. But I like your logic. Thank you. Okay, well, you're good. There. Okay, Dave, anything else you want to add to raw before we sign off for our first ever record podcast?
0: It's too fucking long, <laughs> and we don't
1: like Anchor at all, do we? No offense, Anchor. Thank you for broadcasting us.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for taking like between two and ten minutes to reconnect all of the calls. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you guys don't moderate recording, so you probably won't hear me complaining.
1: <laughs> yeah. but... Otherwise, we to be banned for life if we care anyway. All right. Yes, that, that's me, Grandmaster A, Bobby A, and this man over here, Sly Lazarus.
0: You, you know I said Dave Lazarus, right? Did but
1: I've rebranded you already. I'm sorry, man.
0: God damn him. <laughs> we keep my name.
1: Cool. This, this, this is the first competition with the last wrestling clinic. Thank you for listening. Good night.
0: Yeah, thanks. Until the next time, motherfuckers. <laughs> Bye.